Okay, guys, I know y'all tuned into another episode today of Hot Takes with TP3. Before we get things started, um, we got a quick word from our sponsors. The first sponsor of today's episode is Prize Picks. I don't know if y'all are familiar or not with Prize Picks platform and how it works. If you download the app and you use promo code TP3BETS, you will receive a 100% instant match deposit of up to $100. So you deposit $100, you get $100 back. Let's say you deposit $50, you get $50 back, and so on and so forth. Um, how it works, guys, you pick two to six players, and if they'll go over or under their projections, more or less, um, you get up to 25% or 25 times your money on that. Let's say tonight you want to pick Luka Doncic to go over 28.5 points, LeBron over 7.5 rebounds, Dalvin Cook over 86.5 rush yards, and let's say you want to go with Jameis Winston under 205 pass yards, something or other like that, guys. It offers a ton of sports. That means you can have NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football. The list goes on, on, and on. They even have tennis, NASCAR, Anything you could possibly want, it is on there. I promise, guys. Prize Picks is available in your state. Download the app to check and make sure it's in your state. Once again, use code TP3BETS. It takes about 60 seconds to pick everything and deposit. It's easy withdraw, easy deposit. Once again, use code TP3BETS if you want to sign up for Prize Picks. Guys, our second sponsor for today's podcast is Alloy Sports. Look, I know a lot of y'all have listened to our podcast for a long time, but y'all are probably wondering by now where I get my stats and trends from. Well, if you want to build winning systems and use trends and stats like I do, download the Alloy Sports app. The app, the link is in my bio on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at TP3Bets. Go click on it. Download it, guys. I promise, guys, it will help you guys bet like a pro. If y'all want to use the same trends and everything I do, download it now. Alloy Sports, once again, that's A-L-L-O-Y. S-P-O-R-T-S, Alloy Sports. Y'all go download it and give them a listen. How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for the episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you guys live on Thursday, November 24th, a.k.a. Thanksgiving night. It's about 10.56 p.m. here on the East Coast. Joined by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Thanksgiving's great. I'm a huge fan of uh, Thanksgiving food. Big fan of stuffing. Um, turkey, big fan of it. Um, because my uncle and my parents know how to make turkey the right way to where it's not dry. Okay. So if you're eating dry turkey, you're just not making turkey correctly. Um, and, and, all the, and all the fixings that come with it. So, yeah, I'm a big Thanksgiving fan. Obviously, football comes along with this holiday. And uh, it's just, you know, good to be around family. Yeah, absolutely, man. There's nothing better than uh, watching the Cowboys minus 10 get backdoored with your dad while he's laughing at you and distraught. So great uh, Thanksgiving holiday, you know, but not nah, all seriousness, guys, it's a great time with family. I ate a lot of good food, but I'm happy to be on here with Ben now. I'm glad we're getting this podcast in. Um, by the way, touchdown Vikings, Thielen, of course. Um we have already had a start to rivalry weekend, guys, as the Egg Bowl just ended in crazy fashion. I don't know if y'all saw that controversial uh, play or not. Ben didn't because he was driving, but crazy game. Ben, let's start things out, though. I call it Black Friday college football. Um, we got a nice little slate for us on Friday. What, what are you doing here? Where do you want to start us out? Uh, might as well go in. I actually don't have, for the first time all year, I don't have a noon kickoff game. Okay. So that's kind of crazy. So... My first game will start at 3 o'clock. I'm going to go to the rivalry that set, takes place uh, between Louisville and Kentucky. I'm going to take under 43. Uh, Louisville's at Kentucky. I'm going to play 43. 
Um, reasonings for this are short and simple. If you look back at Kentucky's uh, most recent games, let's go the last four weeks, they played at Tennessee, at Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Georgia. They have not scored more than 21 points. So they scored six against Tennessee, 21 against Missouri and Vandy, and six against Georgia. I think their offense has completely come to a halt. I know that Louisville's defense is not as great as Georgia's, but the other three defenses that I named are nothing special. Plus, the unders in Kentucky games this season are 10-1 and one on the season. I am going to ride that trend uh, for the remainder of the year, which is this one last game. So under 43. Yeah, I like that pick and not one of my podcast officials, guys, but I am on the Cats minus the three. Just feel like Louisville's not going to go in there and win the game. Games really fall on the three, so I do like the Cats minus the three. I'm actually going to go back to Friday real quick, guys, and drop for y'all two plays. So first game, I'm starting out at the 3.30 kickoff on Friday. Um, Actually, there's going to be a great soccer match on at 1 o'clock between USA and England. I highly advise watching that. But um, I'm going to go. Hopefully we don't get smacked. Oh, I I hope we don't as well. But I'm going to go to uh, Missouri and Arkansas. This game is going to be played at home for Missouri. Missouri's plus three here, and I'm taking the home dog. Y'all know what I love to do. So first of all, guys, I know I talked about it last week. These teams, they need to get bowl eligible here. Missouri's currently five and six. This game's going to be huge for them. This game literally determines if they go bowling or not. Arkansas got it, got it done last week. This week, it's going to be Missouri plus three. This is my max play. Missouri's good against the run. Arkansas loves to run the ball. They're not good at passing the ball. Um, they've been playing everybody close. If you all notice, they haven't really gotten blown out, and they played close games with Georgia. They played close games with uh, Tennessee, just to name a couple of the teams they played close ones with that are good teams. Um, they really, like I said, they really need this game to be bowl eligible, and they've beaten Arkansas the last five times at home. Give me Missouri. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't hate to play at all. Um, Arkansas has been been pretty beaten and bruised uh, just throughout the season. Um, Missouri, if, Missouri plays hard. I mean, we, you know, we talked mm-hmm. about they they played Georgia tough. They played Tennessee pretty tough for for a period of time. Um, I, I think the the strategy of uh, them playing hard to get ball eligible is smart on your end. Uh, and obviously taking a home dog is never, you know, it's never a bad play. So, um, yeah, I, I don't hit it at all. It's KJ Jefferson. Like what, what's happening with him? Yeah, he should be good to go. He didn't really take any crazy hits last week against Ole Miss. I didn't really actually watch much of the game, but played the whole game. So I assume KJ will be in there firing. Um, one more game on the Friday before I turn it back over to Ben. I've got to go with my boys, my Florida State Seminoles. They're hosting the Florida Gators. I'm actually going to go to the total on this one, though. I'm going to take the over 58 in this game. Mike Norvell still hasn't won a game in this rivalry, guys. He needs to get one done. Um, Florida State's offense has been off the charts with the numbers we've been putting up. Jordan Travis hasn't thrown an income or has thrown nine incomplete passes in the past month. So in November, he has nine incomplete passes. Just insane. I mean, Florida's not a bunch of chumps, guys. I know they lost last week to Vanderbilt. It's embarrassing. They're probably looking ahead to this game. Anthony Richardson and company can put some points up on offense. I mean, Billy Napier doesn't want to get embarrassed. This is his first installment of this rivalry as well. I expect this to be like a 38-27 game. I think 58's a little low. I think the total should be closer to like 62-63. So I'm going to take the over. And it's honestly huge for um, recruiting purposes. Mm-hmm. Big, big game for recruiting purposes. Exactly. And also, too, one of these teams could be matched up with UCF in a bowl game. You know, if UCF doesn't win the conference, they could easily be playing one of these teams. because They're having a good season. So even more implications there on the recruiting trail. 
My next pick, I'm going to go 330. I am going to go Minnesota plus three at Wisconsin. Um, these two teams match up. They're, they're pretty similar in terms of defensively. Both teams defensively are pretty stout. Um, and then, but you kind of look at the offenses and that's where Minnesota has got a pretty big advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, Mo, this is, uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, Ibrahim, I believe is how you pronounce it. Yep. This is his last college football game. He's been, a, he's had a really good college career, especially, uh, last year prior to his injury the year before. And then he's, he's gotten kind of gotten back on track, um, as the year progresses now. So. With his last game of college coming up, I think he's going to want to show out. This kid is absolutely an NFL running back. I like the quarterback advantage more for Minnesota. Um, Tanner Morgan over Graham Mertz. I think P.J. Flag is a good coach. Um, so I'm going to take Minnesota plus three at Wisconsin at 330. I like that pick, Ben. Also, too, is, so is Tanner Morgan's healthy, right? Yeah, it's, uh yeah, I believe I believe he played. I thought he had played last week, but I might as well check now that we're on the the topic of it. Um, yeah, because also too, you know, another angle with oh, that, he did not he did not play last week. Interesting, because if he's out, you know, this might be his last game playing quarterback, or if he plays, this could be his last game. You know, being a college quarterback, they might want to turn the reins over to some young guy in the bowl game. Yeah, the, um, the young guy's actually been playing the most recent weeks, and he doesn't throw the ball a ton. Uh, like for last game against Iowa, that Minnesota lost by three. The kid only threw 15 passes, and Muhammad had 39 carries for 263 yards and a touchdown. Dang. So, okay, so that, Tanner that, Morgan's out. I'm still taking plus three, though. I think Muhammad just can run all over and pretty much everyone. I like it, Ben. Um, I'm going to go to the big game of the weekend. I want to hear Ben's opinion on this one, even if he doesn't have a pick on it. Michigan. Ohio State. This game's going to be in the shoe, aka home of the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm not going to. I'm not Gus Johnson, so I won't call him the world famous. I got nothing on the side here, although I do think Ohio State wins the game. I'm going under 56. Blake Corum's going to play, guys. How effective is he really going to be? I don't think he's going to be that effective. Um, Michigan's offense is not dynamic. Like they're not really opening up no. the pass game, which is more so what Ohio State's susceptible to. I think Ohio State's going to swarm them. JJ McCarthy's throwing underneath. That ain't going to get it done against this Ohio State defense. Um, Michigan is a pretty good defense as well. I mean, they're not a bunch of chumps over there either. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I don't think he's going to play in this one. Um, Ryan he's Day pretty much hasn't played all year. Yeah, he pretty much hasn't played all year. I mean, Ryan Day doesn't exactly own Michigan like other coaches have in the past. If he loses this one, he's going to be he's going to have a 500 record against Michigan. So that's something interesting. Just they're the team that's ranked lower has covered six out of the last eight, and also too they've gone over six out of the last eight. But I just think this game's going to be a little different. You know, Michigan's been down some of those years. Ohio State's been down. Both Ohio State's had no defense in the past. They got the Jim Knowles defense. I just think under 56 is going to be a conservative game, and neither team is going to want to make a lot of mistakes. So I don't hate the underplay. Uh, Main reasoning is because last year um, Michigan was able to ground and pound, but you got to remember they had two dynamic running backs. Blake Corum wasn't really their starter last year. They had Hassan Haskins. This year it's really more just so – that they have Blake Corum and then their backup, forgetting his first name, but last name is Stokes. He plays, but he's only really getting anywhere between 8 to 12 carries a game. If Blake Corum's not 100% in this game, as the game goes on, they're going to rely on Stokes more and more. I don't know if he's going to get it done for them. I think you could rely on Haskins more. 
And if you're getting in a situation where you have J.J. Uh, McCarthy trying to win this game through the air, I don't think it's possible. I would lean towards uh, Michigan with the points. I, I just don't think Ohio State will blow them out. Um, I think Michigan will come ready to play. Mm-hmm. I think Michigan is a very physical team in the trenches. And um, I think Ohio State will win. But I do think Michigan can keep it close. I would lean towards the points, but I'm not going to take anything. I'm just going to watch it and enjoy the hell out of this game. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. It's been, it's probably a good thing. You don't have a 12 o'clock game. You can really focus in on this one. Um, next, next game up on the slate for me, I'm going to the night game. I'm going to the nightcap. I actually do have another pick and you know, it just in the fa- just in favor of college football, I'll drop it after this one, but I'm taking Vandy plus 14 against Tennessee. Ben and I were just talking about this one. Tennessee's not going to have Hinton Hooker, guys. This is Joe Milton on the road. I mean, Highpool can scheme up a damn good offense, but I mean, Joe Milton is so reckless with the football. Joe Milton throwing the ball a lot is something I like to hear. Um, Vandy, the last two times they've been five and six going into the last game of the season, trying to beat Tennessee and become bowl eligible. They achieved it. Why not make it three in a row? I mean, Tennessee kind of isn't a dream crusher spot when you think about it. I mean, last week they thought they were going to the college football playoff. Now here they are basically playing to go play in what? the sun bowl to go play in the orange bowl. No, I mean, not the sun, bowl. the sugar bowl. Yeah, I know. And I didn't mean sugar the bowl. bowl. Yeah. I was I'll thinking of the fiesta bowl, but yeah, the fiesta bowl, like they don't give a shit at this point, whatever happens here happens. I mean, nine and three, still a good season for Tennessee. Nobody's going to judge them by this. There's I mean, us USC Notre Dame's going to be on Ben. Nobody's really going to care about what happens in this game. <laughs> now that Hinton hookers out, I'm taking Vandy. I mean, I think they're going to have a shot to win this game outright, but watch for them lose by 50, but Hey, I'm taking them. So I do want to just uh, give a quick shout out to Hendon Hooker. Um, I feel bad now. Obviously, Same. injuries sometimes they're preventable. Sometimes they just unfortunately happen. I think he's in a tough spot. I really do. I think he had a chance to be top three, top four quarterback taken, maybe second, third round in the draft. He's twenty five years old. He just tore his ACL. He's not going to be an NFL-ready quarterback until he's 26. Getting his chance at 26, if he's not good right away, his career is over. At 27, I mean, 26, 27, his NFL career could be over. And I – kid had a really good college career once he came to Tennessee. He was good last year. He took a massive leap this year under second year under Heupel. Heisman candidate. Um – you know, it's not a participation award, but I wouldn't hate the idea of him just getting the invite to New York because I think he really did have a special season. He brought Tennessee mm-hmm. almost to a place that they haven't been in a long time, but where he got Tennessee is a place that, that we haven't seen. Tennessee was number one in the country. Now, I know that they were that for like six days, but that's a tremendous accomplishment that he can for have sure. for the rest of his life, that he got Tennessee pretty much. Is it fair to say back to the promised land, even though they lost right away? Yeah, I'd say they were, a, nas- the they were a national championship contender and number one team in the country for a short period of time. Like, not many Tennessee quarterbacks can say that as of recently. None of them can. So, absolutely. I think he, I think he deserves a shout out. I feel bad for the kid. I hope he can come back and just dominate in the NFL because man, he is really fun to watch sling the rock. You know what, Ben? I'm proud of you for giving him that since he beat Alabama. And also, too, because that as an Alabama fan, you're very familiar with what it feels like to be in the promised land. So, um, yeah, I'll save my draft thoughts on him more so for a draft pod, but I mean, where do you I, think I he would have, where do you get, think he would have gone if he, if, if he, you know, didn't tear his ACL? 
if he balled out in the college football playoff, I still think he's probably a third. I thought I think third Thirds. round was like his peak positioning, but I thought he was more of a uh, last day of the draft kind of guy. You know what I mean? I mean, I just think the fact that he's 25, you know, and he's not it's like, tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pickett's not young, but Pickett is pretty much started right away. I mean, after yeah. half the season. So, and Pickett's not playing bad. So, right, anyway, what, people are here for the picks. Let me move on. I'm going to go to seven o'clock. I'm going to go LSU minus nine and a half at Texas A&M. <laughs> um, Texas A&M is completely deflated. They've been deflated all season, not all season, uh, very recently of the season. LSU is obviously playing for a lot. They, they lose and, and the SEC championship means absolutely nothing, regardless if they win. Um, I think Brian Kelly's a good enough coach to know what kind of spot this is in. I think he's going to have the boys ready to, to step on a deflated team and just step on their throats. Um, and when you, when you welcome your, when you get welcomed to the sec West, you want to beat the big dogs. And, and prior to this season, Jimbo Fisher could have said he was up there with the big dogs. He had just coming off a season of beating Alabama and he, uh, finished with the number one recruiting class. I think it's, you know, there's still a lot of talent on A&M's field. I just think they have, they've had no offensive success really mm-hmm. this entire season. LSU is completely rolling right now, offensively and defensively. I think LSU can really get this game out of hand. Yeah, look, I know I said that I was going to take Texas A&M probably in this spot a couple of weeks ago. I expected to be getting at least 17, probably closer to 20, which is what Alabama was favored by at Texas A&M. I can't do it. I think that in the spirit of college football, that wouldn't be hilarious this that Texas A&M wins this game outright, but at the same time, it's the kind of bet that you, that you say, oh, wouldn't it be hilarious? And then you blink your eyes and it's already 21-0 in the first quarter and you turn the game off in frustration. Ben, we were like, like I told Ben earlier, I worked too hard to bet on Texas A&M this week. Um, bonus pick here. I'm going to go ahead and drop it real quick before I go to NFL. Um, I'm, I'm laying the three with the Ducks here. Oregon is on the road at Oregon State. Both teams are ranked. Oregon needs this game. There's a crazy scenario. I'm not going to explain it to you all for the Pac-12 championship here. Utah is still in play. Oregon has to win this game, guys. Um, Oregon is 6-2 and two ATS the last eight times playing on the road against Oregon State. They've also won, they've also won six of their last seven on the road. I just think Bo Nix and company, man, they've had such a great season. They set out to accomplish a goal. Why let your rival knock you off here? Also, too, Oregon sucks against the pass. Oregon State's more of a run team, so I think they play more to their strength. I think Sewell and the boys can hold it down for them. Give me the Ducks minus the three. Let's cash it, Ben. Yeah, so I got two more picks left. Uh, one's kind of a wacky pick. Let's go Oklahoma money line at Texas Tech. Um, my main reasoning is I think Texas – obviously Oklahoma's got more, more talent on the mm-hmm. field. I think they're going to play hard for Brent Venables to finish this year off a good note. I really do. I think this is a very winnable game on the road in a conference play, which is never easy to get, but I think Oklahoma is going to come ready to play. Um, you know, Dylan Gabriel last game in college, I believe, or maybe he can come back because the COVID rule. Um, I, I think there's just too much talent on, on one side of the field. I, I think they play hard for Brent Venables. I really do. So Oklahoma money line. And then last pick in college, I'm going to go Kansas state. Minus 11 and a half against their arch rival, Kansas. Um, I believe Will Howard is still playing quarterback for Kansas State. Um, their two best receivers for Kansas State since Will Howard took over. Each of them have had three games yeah. over 100 yards receiving with Will Howard. He's more of a downhill uh, passing threat than Adrian Martinez, who's a little bit more of a dual threat kind of guy. Kansas's defense ranks bottom 15 against the run and against the pass. 
We just saw what Bijan Robinson was able to do and the Texas offense against Kansas. They absolutely took him to the slaughterhouse. Deuce Vaughn is no slack of a running back. Um, I believe he was preseason Big 12 player of the year. Um, and, he, and he's going to be an NFL guy. So um, I think Kansas State gets him rolling here. I think Kansas State's coach is a really good coach. And if he learned anything from Bill Snyder, I hope I'm hoping he learned how to fucking beat Kansas because Bill <laughs> Snyder used to wreck Kansas. And I think Kansas, listen, I think they've had a great year. Their yep. coach signed a contract extension, which was very well-deserved. I'm happy to see that a coach who, you know, kind of brought Kansas uh, into the limelight in terms of national media. They hosted college game day. Glad to see that he is staying there. So hopefully he can build on that. But uh, the season has really come down in flames for Kansas since their quarterbacks have kind of gone flip-flop since they've both been injured. And uh, I think Kansas State can put a hurting on a minus 11 and a half. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good look there by you, Ben. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I mean, Kansas' run defense looks pretty bad. I mean, this team probably doesn't care anymore. They're checked out. They got bowl eligible. They accomplished their goal this season. Which is um, huge. So shout out them for being bowl eligible. Like, that's an incredible accomplishment for Kansas. Oh, for sure. Any more uh, plays for you on uh, college football? Or are you tapped out? Um, I am tapped out. I can – let me just repeat the college plays for the two of us real quick. I am on Kansas State minus 11 and a half, Louisville, Kentucky under 43, Minnesota plus three, LSU minus nine and a half, Oklahoma money line. Thomas is on Missouri plus three, Florida at FSU over 58, Michigan at Ohio State under 56, Vandy plus 14, Oregon minus three. Did I miss anything? Um, no, I think you got it all. Perfect. Um, all right. Big cards for us in college football. We might as yeah. well go out with a bang. Exactly. And the games are so spread out, you know, and it's the last like true Saturday of the year before championship Saturday. So I'm kind of like, I want a play at every single hour. I might as well. Um, last or now let's go to NFL here, guys. It's finally NFL week 12 rivalry weekend is done. Ben, I'm going to start us out here on NFL since you gave out the last couple picks here. I'm going to go in the one o'clock window. And I'm going to go with kind of an ugly one, but I actually like this bet the most of any of my bets of the weekend. I'm taking the Jets minus six here, hosting the Bears. This could end up being a weather game, guys, but it looks like with the line going from four and a half to six, Justin Fields isn't going to play, and this game's going to be Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon is a statue behind that offensive line. He has no chance against this Jets defense. I just think the Jets defense is going to get way too much pressure on him. On top of that, guys, Jets defense actually has played or the Jets offense played really well when that they have don't have Zach Wilson in there aka he's now benched for Mike White um, Mike White's averaged 27 points per game his last four games that he started for the Jets I think the team's morale's up which is exactly what I want Justin Fields one in one and nine straight up and four and six ATS against teams above 500 Fields has been sacked four times or 40 times which is the most in the NFL this Jets defense is nasty give me the Jets minus the six I want to start off with uh, kind of an ugly one, but uh, we might have some rain in the forecast. Uh, that's not really why I'm taking it, but I'm going to go under 48 in the Las Vegas Raiders at Seattle game. Um, main reasoning is the Raiders offense has just not been in sync pretty much all season. They're missing Waller. They're missing Renfro again. Both those guys have been out for most of this season for what it seems like. And 
Derek Carr just really hasn't gotten it going. You pretty much just have to cover Devontae Adams. And even in games in recent weeks where Devontae Adams has gone off, the Raiders offense still doesn't look that good. Um, and the Seahawks, I mean, the Seahawks have been a wagon, but I, I think uh, with the Raiders, they do have a pretty good pass rush. I think they can kind of get to Geno. If we do get some rain in the forecast, it's like 35% chance, um, but it's, it's kind of climbing. Um, I, I just think, I don't know if Seattle's going to put up like 30 on this team. So I just don't think the Raiders put up a lot. Um, so I'm going to go under 40, uh, 48 in this game. Okay. Not an official from me yet, but I am looking at the Seahawks. I'm just worried it's going to be a public party on that game. Um, I think it, I think it is as of right now. I think I saw like 79% of the money. Yeah. It might be the most bet game by the public this weekend. So I don't know if I'm going to touch it. Um, I'm, Look, I had to talk myself into this one, but I actually like it a lot the more and more I think about it logically. I'm taking the Browns at home plus the three and a half. Um, it's going to be extremely windy, cold, and raining. That's not a good combination for a Florida team. Tampa Bay's 31st on the run, and with 15-mile-per-hour winds, it's not in, in the rain. It's not going to be easy to throw the ball. Browns rank first in the NFL, or either first or second in the NFL in rush DVOA. I think that... Uh, Ben is pumped up right now about Alabama basketball. Um, I think that it's – I just feel like it's a great spot to come in here and back the Browns at the house. The uh, Bucs are off a bye, which scares me a little bit, but I got the Browns in this game. Yeah, but honestly, the Bucs offense is – it just hasn't synced, really. Fournette's Mm -hmm. been banged up. I think that's a big miss for their offense because they don't have another running back that can do the things that he can do. Kind of all their other running backs are kind of scat backs in the pass game. Mm-hmm. Um, when Fournette can pretty much do everything. Um, you know, Brady's age is 100% starting to show. And they've just, that you know, they've had some inconsistency. So I don't hate that pick. If the weather, that weather obviously favors Cleveland versus a Florida team, no doubt about it. So, um, wow, Alabama just made a top 10. That, that's going to be on SportsCenter. Um, last pick. This is, this, is, uh, this is my most confident play of the week. I'm debating on making it a max play, to be honest with you, but okay. as of right now, um, it's just a one-unit play. If Max play would just be I double down on it, essentially. I'm going 49ers minus 8.5. This is a team that is certainly rolling since they've put together this um, all-star team, if I can call it that, with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and mm-hmm. the boys. Their defense is just unbelievable. The 49ers, they, they start to suffocate teams with the pressure that they can get since Bosa came back. And uh, the Saints offense is just one of the worst in uh, the NFL. I mean, it's so bad with Andy Dalton. Um, they just don't really have many receivers to even help him out. Olave is obviously having a terrific year. Um I think they're. I think Kamara is going to be the main focus point. They're going to make Dalton beat him through the air. Don't think they can. And Jimmy G just continues to win games. I think they can put it on the Saints here. Uh, minus eight and a half. That that's actually it for my uh, NFL plays. Just two as of right now. Yeah, I'm gonna have one or two more. The other one I am looking at is the Chargers. I will say, Ben, I looked at the Saints pretty hard because of how the 49ers are against dogs. But one, I worked too hard to lose my money on the Saints. And two, this yeah. team is just so inept. I just feel like that this is the spot where the 49ers just absolutely take them to smack city, you know? So I'm not touching it. They played terrible on the road, too, if you look. Like the Cardinals blew them out. It's been some bad teams have blown them out. I mean, really, the Falcons should have beat them in that first game of the season on the road, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm tapped out too as well. I'm pretty interested in the Chargers minus the three. 
haven't gotten there yet. I also could be interested in the over in that game, depending on what Arizona's receiver situation looks like. Rondale Moore and Dorsch haven't practiced yet. I think Hollywood Brown could be activated from the IR and, and playing in this game. Not sure yet on that, so that's something I'm waiting on. I'm also pretty interested in the Chiefs minus 15 and a half. I'm not one to lay big numbers like that. I watched Bryce Perkins in college play a lot of football games, and never once did I think this guy would be a decent NFL starting quarterback. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing here? Why is Bryce Perkins starting a game? Not to mention Cooper Cup's out for the season. Darrell Henderson's cut. Their defense sucks. Um, this Rams team just – this Rams team's bad guys, and I don't think they care either since they won the Super Bowl last year. So, I mean – I feel like Kansas. I feel like if Kansas City shows up and, sc- and scores 16 points, that there's a strong chance that they cover the spread. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll recap our two picks real quick, and then I have two games I want to ask you about uh, that are very interesting. So okay. my picks are Raiders at Seahawks under 48, San Francisco 49ers minus eight and a half. Thomas has Jets minus six and Browns plus three and a half. Um, so the two games I think are interesting that I am looking into. One of them is a bigger spread. It's Miami minus 14 against Houston. Uh, Houston is changing quarterbacks, moving on to Kyle Allen. Um, I know the Dolphins' defense isn't great Mm -hmm. by any means, but how do the Dolphins not just put up like 40 in this game? So call me crazy, Ben. They should put up 40 in this game. I was thinking about the the over or minus 14. If I leaned one, I would probably say the over, but. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I absolutely, it, I, I, I agree with you in this game. I can't do it by taking the, um, Texans in this game, but it is a, this is like the classic that I always preach about look ahead spot. They got the 49ers on deck McDaniel. He probably wants to go play the guy he used to work for. I can't do it though. So that's, that's all I have to say on that game. So I have a game that has your name written all over it and I'm uh-huh. shocked you didn't mention it. Um, so Jamar Chase is, it sounds like he's coming back. The line moved from about one and a half to minus three. The Bengals are at the Titans minus three. I have a stat for you and you're going to absolutely love it. Yeah. Mike Vrabel off a short week. So he played Thursday last week, played Sunday Mm -hmm. off a short week is nine and oh straight up and against the spread as a head coach in the NFL. You mean the other way around off a long week? I mean, off a long week. Sorry, with yeah. ten days. I'm sorry, ten days or more. He's nine and zero straight up and against the spread. We know he's a good home underdog coach. He's a good underdog coach in general. And here's the reason that I really was shocked. It's a revenge game. The Bengals beat the Titans in the playoffs last season in the first round when the Titans were the number one seed. Tannehill probably had one of the worst games of his life. First game of the first play of the game threw an interception. You love revenge games. You love Mike Vrabel, and you like the Titans as a home dog. I was surprised. So my question to you is, should I take the Bengals? So sharp money is coming in on the Bengals, but I can't agree with it. And actually, if the public's not too heavily involved on Tennessee, I'm probably going to be on Tennessee. I just, I've just seen the spread getting – because, I mean, this opened at Bengals minus one and a half. Could have to do with Jamar Chase, but, I mean, that's it telling probably me – probably does that there's big betters betting on the Bengals here in this game, but the Titans fall right into my wheelhouse is a better of what I want to. The I mean, trust me, I, I know could, you a little bit by now. We've been doing this for three years together. That <laughs> that is That has your middle name written all over it. It, do, it does. I was shocked you weren't going for it. No, it does. And honestly, I've been thinking a lot about it. The other th- by the way, your boy's going off right now for Alabama. You're just telling me about. But yeah, um, Brandon Miller. Stud. Yeah, 
but the other thing too with this game is that um is that besides those factors that we just talked about um the fact that they've covered so many games in a row i think they've covered nfl like eight in a row and i think that i can't remember what the record for coverage it's in a either row is. seven or eight in a row the titans have covered yeah but eight in a row is just absurd so it feels like that it's time to go against them but i agree man vrabel is a home dog i mean that's like mike tomlin is a home dog you got to take it so that that's kind of like the four that i'm really considering here and i'll probably end up taking one to two of them on nfl sunday yeah, I mean, I thought it was worth talking about. It's a game that obviously For sure. scream, screams you, and and uh, it's certainly one of the most interesting matchups we have this this week in the NFL, or at least in my opinion. I think it's a great matchup, great revenge mm-hmm. factor. I, my worry is I don't know if Tannehill's good enough to to have the revenge moment. Yeah, but hey, but Tannehill he's not was bad. slinging it last week. Um, I, was, I got I, I got one for you real quick, Ben, before we hop off here. We talked about my rivalry game. Tell us about the Iron Bowl. What's going to go down in that? Yeah, I would I would not take Alabama to cover. Um, I mean, I just this team is just so annoying. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think Auburn has a great chance to win this game with it being in Tuscaloosa. You want to know a weird fact? What this is Nick Saban's first. Iron Bowl that he is coaching in Tuscaloosa since like 2018. Really? Because yeah, because so 2018 he coached, 2019 was in Auburn, 2020 he had to miss. Remember he had COVID. That's right. Um, and then 2021 was obviously back in Auburn. So, uh, Saban said they're the team's very much looking forward to this game. This game means a lot for the state for the for the residents that live in the state of Alabama. This is everything that they have. They don't have an NFL team. This is what they get on their knees in church to pray on on, on every Sunday is to beat the hell out of their rival. Um, this game means a lot. I, I think Brian Denny should be packed for a rivalry game. I think it should be loud. I hope it's loud. Um, this is uh, It might be Bryce Young's last game in an Alabama uniform. Um, I, I don't know if or why he would play in the bowl game. I, obviously, I hope he does, and I'd like to thank him for everything he's done. But um, it, it, I'd like for this team to go out with a bang. I'd like for this team to have one of those games where they just dominate. They have fun with it. In the fourth quarter when Dixieland Delight's playing, the team's dancing on the sideline, having a good time, and they can just put this team to bed because this game shouldn't be close, and it will be close, I'm sure. Yeah, honestly, I don't like anything in this game, Ben, because let's be honest, Bryce Young's had such a good career. Alabama's known that they're Alabama's had their dream crushed here for a while and they still wanted yeah. to beat up on Ole Miss. I just feel like that Alabama is going to be coming to this game, be like, you know, it's our bitter rival. This is Bryce Young's probably going to give them the speech. Him and Will Anderson, this is our last game ever playing yeah. for Alabama. You think they want to struggle against a shitty Auburn team? Nah, they want to put, and the they, foot, struggled they want to put year. their foot on their necks, especially after last year. year. Yeah. Yeah. Especially and after also, last year. It's also worth noting, I'll compliment another rival. I'll do it real quick. Kind of like Williams deserves a huge shout-out for what he's done with Auburn. The kids are playing hard. He got the student section bumping last week at Auburn. He asked for it. The students responded. Um, I don't know if – I, I don't think he's going to get a fair chance of being the head coach. Um, but I do hope he, he uh, gets retained on the staff to stay there. He's a legend at Auburn, and he, he's just done a hell of a job. So he deserves a shout-out. Hey, I agree with you completely. He has done a great job there real quick as well before we get out of here. 
Um, Georgia and Georgia Tech, I mean, let's be honest. We didn't think we need to spend much time on it. Georgia is way better than Georgia Tech. It's spread on this game's 35. Georgia should cover. Almost took the under, but if I think Georgia's going to cover, got to think Tech can at least score one. Too sweaty for me. So you took an under in a Georgia game this year, but I don't remember the opponent where Georgia's spread was high. Do you remember who I'm talking no, I don't, about? I don't think I took any Georgia unders. I took the over in the South Carolina game. Maybe it was maybe it was that game. I, I thought you had taken an under in a game where Georgia was favored by a lot. Yeah, I think um, I only but, took action on like two Georgia games, and they burned me on no three. I bet on Tennessee, and then I took took them first half against Missouri, which didn't hit. And then I took that over, which hit. That was fil- yeah, ben, that was filthy, Ben. I saw that at the buzzer. If you for haven't halftime. seen, I'm, I'm I'm getting this in there. If you haven't seen Brandon Miller play college basketball, turn on your television. This kid's a top five pick in the NBA draft. He just drained one from Steph Curry, Trey Young, Damian Lillard range to go to halftime. The boys are buzzing. Yeah, put him on the Hawks. Well, anyway, guys, we've been on here now for about 40 minutes, giving you all plenty of football to look forward to this weekend. As always, we appreciate everyone who tuned in. Ben, you ready for you ready for championship weekend next weekend? Absolutely. Let's do it, guys. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. We'll talk to you all again soon. Happy Thanksgiving. Have a good night.